How's it going? It's it's going well. I uh, I want to hear about Vegas. Uh, so like, give me give me like <laughs> we're gonna have... give me highs, lows, and what surprised you? Like something that maybe you thought wasn't gonna be fun that was fun, or the other way around, or like you know whatever. Uh, so we're gonna cut this part out, and then I'll get to the stories I can tell on the air because it's funny you should say highs. Because we went to a dispensary Mm -hmm. and talked to the guy. And he was like, I I, I distinctly said, I don't want anything that's going to make me like sink into my couch all night. Yes. I want something so I can be active. He goes, all right, well, I'm going to give you these gummies. He gave me these gummies. He gave us these gummies. And he said, so what you're going to do is two hours before your concert, you're going to take one. Which concert was this? Reba and Brooks and Dunn. Then you're going to wait an hour, and then if you feel like you want another one after an hour, take another one. Mm-hmm. And then wait an hour, and then if you get to your concert and you're still not feeling it, take a third one. He goes, I take three all the time, no big deal. So we go, okay. As soon as I sat down, everything hit me. So I just go from like, well, this is going to be a fight. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> So wait, how many milligrams were in what you took? I don't know. Wait, they didn't tell you that? They might have, but, like, I don't remember. Um, Had we kept the stuff and brought it back, the plan was to, from then on, have a fourth of a gummy two hours before and work our way up to that. But so as soon as I sit down again, I'm like, blah. Mm -hmm. So a couple things happened. Um, So I wasn't full-on hallucinating, (laughs) but my, like, I, I got very tired and so I'm kind of like, my eyes are getting yes. real tired, and I'm watching this, the, the, the stage, and I couldn't comprehend what I was looking at. So stuff would happen where they'd have, like, a green background on part of the stage and, like, blue. Mm-hmm. And I would tell Tara later, remember when they were on that island? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, the island! And I'm like, nope. And I would say stuff like that. And then these guys came and, like, kind of stood in front of us. We were on a thing, and they, they were down, but the guy was wearing a big cowboy hat, uh-huh. so I couldn't see through him. So we waited until the end of the song, and I go... And I, I twang this up because I was trying to, like, I have a tendency to be kind of aggressive when people are at, at, at concerts. I have a history of, like, almost get, like, hey, can you move? And they turn around and they're like, what'd you say? And I'm like, told you to, like, like I'm not, like, I'm not aggressive, but I'm also not, like, super sweet. You're so spoiling this time for I'm a like, fight. That's what I heard. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Popeye. So I, uh, <laughs> I was immediately, like, guys in front of me, I'm like, I don't want to get this this guy mad at me. I go, uh, so I twang it up because it's a remix. So I go, hey, y'all mind uh, sitting back down? We can't, I can't see through your hat. And the guy turns around and goes, are you kidding me? And like, I'm like, no, I was like, my head, I'm like, I was trying to be so nice. And I thought he meant, are you kidding me? You can't see through my hat. What apparently Tara told me later he meant was, you tell me to sit down at a concert or like you tell me I can't wear a cowboy hat at this concert. He's just being, and his, his girlfriend or wife or whatever is like, okay, okay. And like, okay, we'll go sit back down. And I go, no, I'm not joking. I can't see through your hat. It's not see-through. Like, I'm like super like, why don't you, like, why don't you understand that I can't see through your hat? Like, it's just physics. It's, it's a solid. I'm, I'm here. Reba's there. You're in between us. It's a big hat. So... That happened. I really want but us then, to leave some of this in. It's so good. <laughs> so, the worst thing 
that happens is so she have you ever seen her perform fancy like that's her big closer so i'm embarrassed to say i first heard fancy for the first time like in the last three years i did like yeah, people yeah, would yeah. talk about fancy and i'd be like what i've only really started enjoying country music in like the last five to six years okay. so yeah but so she she does fancy her big thing was she used to wear a big mink oh. coat and then she'd throw it off she had this this red dress underneath at least that's how she did at the grammys or something and so here what she does Brooks and Dunn are doing a song. She's gone off stage. They close the curtain. Brooks and Dunn sing in front. They're like, Maria! Or whatever. And then this, the thing opens, and they've lowered a circular curtain into the middle of the screen, and she's in the middle, mm-hmm. and they're going to raise it. Well, the thing, the other thing is, the stage is a mirror. So instead of it just raising up, this other thing goes down to me. And it looks like something is lowering through the stage, and something, and it's just the reflection oh, yeah, of the yes. of the thing. It's how mirrors and work. Yes. Tara, <laughs> right, Tara is sitting there filming it, and all of a sudden, you can't. We checked, and it's not on the tape, unfortunately. But I just go, "What is happening?" Like very <laughs> loudly, and she's like looking at me, and I'm just like, mm. "Well, I'm sure she's and like." Then, how, like how meta do I have to go? We are at a concert. Like, yeah, because to me, it looked, I couldn't comprehend that it was the reflection. To me, it looked like they had set. They it was like burning in between, and both sides were like dissolving that way. And it was like, what is going on? And then I figured out. So then she stands there. She's in this black dress, and she's like, blah blah blah. And they hit the like, here's your one chance, fancy. And like as soon as she does that, she walks forward. And her dress, like, comes apart and f- becomes the red dress. Like, very cool. But to me, what it looked like for a second was Reba had, her dress was caught on something. <laughs> and as she came forward, it was ripping. And so everyone was like, woo! And I'm like, no! Like, I'm, like, yelling for Reba because I'm worried about her. It was like, oh, she's fine. And, like, I'm not, like, every after the end of all this, I'm laughing at, like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> like, it wasn't like I was just, like, deep in it and I didn't understand what, what I, that what I was doing was silly. It was more of, like, it's happening and there's a conscious part of my brain going, do you need to get out of this? Why is this happening? <laughs> like, you know, you know what I would do? I would buy tickets to watch Ryan eat an edible and go to a concert. Oh. Oh, like, it there was, was just it, a camera like poised on you, or no, a camera on the concert with the picture in picture of you and your reactions. It wasn't, it wasn't like it was anything crazy. It wasn't like it wasn't like fish or like, that, like musically kind of, interesting. That's kind of what or makes like it Alice hilarious. Cooper. Yeah, it's not like you went to Beatles. Yeah, you you was, didn't take an edible and go to Beatles Love. So yeah, it was a oh yeah, like it was. I had the experience Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd had in. Um, and knocked up, uh, yes. And knocked up, but like they were on mushrooms and at a really trippy show. I'm lame, so I had one edible at a Reba and Brooks and Dunn concert and was like, Bruh! like it was it was nuts. Um, I... So there was that. <laughs> so so needless to say, we didn't bring any home because I was like, f this. <laughs> um, other fun things we did in Vegas. Uh, speaking of having minds blown, if the the second most fun thing you can do in Vegas after seeing a concert uh, with Ryan on edibles is watching a magician with Tara who's been drinking. 
because we went to see this magician and he did a bit where he was like, okay, I'm going to keep, he kept putting a sheet over his head and his arms were out and he'd do tricks where he couldn't see what he was doing. And then the last time he did it, they threw the sheet back and he was gone and he was behind us. And Tara was like, what? And she started like punching me. Like every time she's like, no, no. And then she's hitting me. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm being struck. I have nothing to do with this. And it was just, there was another one where he took someone's phone out of the audience and like, you know, dropped it. It cracked and all this stuff. And he made it disappear. And then he's like, oh, I can't find it. And then all of a sudden the table next to us, like you hear this. And this woman's like looking through her purse and, and she's like, I can't find it. And he goes, hold on a second. He goes over to the table and he pulls out a knife and just stabs into the table and cuts it open and tells somebody's like, reach in there. And they reach in and there's her phone. Again, Tara was like, no, <laughs> like hitting me. And I'm like, stop it. Like I'm, she, she bought one of those big plastic things of uh pina colada. Oh, like yardstick ones. Yes. There was one in our thing called the purple zebra. So it's shaped like a hoof, uh. like a, like a, <laughs> she's like, She's just like, I gotta go fill my hoof up before we go to this magician. I'm like, all right. Um, what else happened? We did the big Ferris wheel, which was a lot of fun. Yes, yes, I saw um, that. It was, did you, have you gone on that? Yeah. yeah, we thought it was gonna be, like, as we're going up, we're like, this is, maybe we wasted money. And then you get to the top, and you see the Bellagio show, and it was really cool. And it's, 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 I didn't realize as we're going, I'm like, oh, this is taller than all the, ho- than most of yes. the and, 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 hotels. And you make the ride fun. Like, you learn a lot on the ride. Um, I have a fear of heights, so I would just kind of like stick to the middle and occasionally ah, go to yeah, the edge. I, I had a couple, I have a problem with heights and floor to ceiling windows. Mm-hmm. When we were in DC, there was a, we checked out an apartment that had that, and we got up there and I went, we can't rent this yeah. like I'm, i had to cut the the tour short i'm like i can't i can't do this yeah. i'm like do you have one with bars like if you put a bar right there i feel so much better but i was like i, I don't think i can live up here and there was a part where i, I had to kind of like move to the middle but um it wasn't too bad i think tara and our friend jason were both like this could be bad and then they were like no it's so big and it goes so slowly and the way that the way it's built seems pretty good so i could recommend that um we went to a fancy hot dog place many times. It was the cheapest food we ate in Vegas, and they were very good. Yeah, I, guys, I don't. If you're friends with Ryan on Facebook, check out the menu that he posted because it looked delicious. It, I had a hot dog with Gruyere and mushrooms. Oh well. I I had one that had a whole bunch of had like a ginger sauce and shade like carrot peelings or not peelings but like shavings like real thinly oh. sli- like. And then teriyaki sauce. It was very good. Yeah. Um, and then I had the billion dollar, the billionaire hot dog, which like was was twelve dollars and had like I say it foie gras. Oh, foie gras, yes. Yeah, like on it and like aioli truffle oil, and it was like a Kobe beef hot dog. It was awesome. I was like, I'm gonna have the billion dollar hot dog while I'm here. Um, that was really good. What else did we do? I figured. We was it really hot else. while you were there? During the day, yeah. yeah. A couple times. Um, but not too bad. Uh, we went to the Neon Museum. The Neon Museum was, was my, probably my favorite thing. Oh, good. Because we did the whole tour, and we had this guy from, like, Boston who'd been living there for six years. And the guy never stopped talking. Like, he would finish a, he would finish whatever piece he was talking about and move to the next one, which isn't too far. But he'd have, like, two facts in between here and I, there about something completely different. I would ask if you had my guide, but I don't think... 
he he lived in Vegas for a lot longer than six years. But yeah, maybe it was. It, maybe not even working at the museum for six years. Did he say he'd written a book about Vegas? No. Okay, probably not the same guy. Um, I mean, you you know that that's like my dream retirement job is to like be a docent at the Neon Museum and like just learn about Vegas and like have facts about Vegas. It was it was very book. cool. <laughs> it made it made Tara said it made her want to get a book on the history of the town. Same here, Tara. Let's talk. Let's start a book club. I've I've looked <laughs> I've looked into books about like the history of Vegas. So I tried to find the book that our guide wrote, but I couldn't find one by anyone with his name. So. You know, oh. um, you can probably only buy it in the gift shop. Um, we went to the Gold Nugget and we went in the slide that was a Shark Tank. Oh, I remember you talking about going on this. Yes, Th- that was a lot of fun. We kind of decided what we want to do. If we could. well, that was the other thing. Is Tara was like, I'm very surprised that I'm planning my second trip mm-hmm. because she was like, I think I'll get it on my system. I'll be done. And I was like, No, I was, it was the best Vegas trip I've had. I've had this is my fourth. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's also because it was, despite the <laughs> the high story, there is this is the one time out of Vegas like, I I don't have something I was incredibly ashamed of or like annoyed by. It was just I enjoyed everything we did there, but I won money, so that was good too. Okay. It was the first time I've come out, I think ahead, not well, kind of ahead. Like I left with two fifty in my pocket. That I was like, this is my gambling money, and I came back with two hundred. And I spent well more than $50, like, in cash on just random stuff. Mm-hmm. I always say if you come back with any of the money you set out to gamble with, that is one money. Because as soon as you go to Vegas with gambling money, that's a sunk cost. Right. Talk about something that's not a gamble, though, and that's Frasier. How long have you been sitting on that? It just came to me. I'm not going to lie. It just <laughs> came to me. Awesome. Well, hello, Seattle. Welcome to Craniacs. I'm Laurel. I'm Ryan. And we're the Craniacs. We get together now pretty much once a week. We've really gotten on a good schedule now. We talk about Frasier. Um, we talk about recent travels. We talk about a lot of other things, too, which is why you come back every week and listen. Uh, this week, we are talking about epi- season four, episodes seven and eight. And it felt really odd to watch, especially episode seven <laughs> in July. I watched it today. Yeah. Because it's about Thanksgiving. It's a Lilith Thanksgiving. Uh, do you want to read the Netflix synopsis and then we can sh- make fun of it? Yes, because I, I like to think, at least with the Netflix synopsis, I have some semblance of what this is, and I had no idea. Fraser's ex-wife, Lilith, summons him to Boston over Thanksgiving on a very important mission. <laughs> Fraser, Martin, and Niles fly to Boston for Thanksgiving. Frazier and Lilith go together for an interview with the principal of an exclusive boarding school, hoping to gain a spot for Frederick. They are so dogged that the principal agrees to admit Frederick if they both promise they'll... That... Hold on. Is it dogged or dogged? It's dogged. I was about to say. Like, I couldn't get through that sentence because I'm like, just in the back of my head, like, oh, yeah, you did this wrong. <laughs> um, they are so dogged that the principal agrees to admit Frederick if they both promise that he'll never lay eyes on either of them again. Wow, that told the ending. I didn't realize that until I got through yeah, the Yeah, I was going to say, wow, that's a very, very complete synopsis. Right. Well, I do feel like the story of this one is okay, but like I feel like we do get some good stuff in here. This is this is Frederick two or Frederick three. It's Frederick two because we've only seen Frederick okay. once before in that Christmas episode. Has this kid? I'm about to look, but has this kid been in anything else? I feel like now that I think about it, he seems like a familiar kid. Oh my gosh, I remember his name too. It's Trevor something. Einhorn. Yeah. Uh, he was. He's been in some stuff recently, but. 
Oh, he's on The Magicians. Um, I have to say, I think he is adorable. Like, I thought he was just the cutest little kid. He was perfect. I... Yes, I remember. I remember what I know him from. <laughs> is it porn? Have you ever seen a... Oh, no, it's... Awkward. Is it porn? Uh, oh, it also looks like he's Frederick for a while. Yes, yeah, have you ever seen a, a Frederick we have for the whole series. Have you ever seen a very dumb movie called Basketball with the guys who made South Park? Ryan, what do you think that answer is? <laughs> here's here's the thing, listeners. When I make an assumption that she has seen a movie, I go, oh, Laurel's never seen that. She goes, how dare you? How dare you make that assumption? <laughs> As you'll possibly find out on another podcast, but we'll see how that goes. However, when I do say, hey, have you seen this? And I try to be nice. I get, I, it's just, I, I'm damned if I do. <laughs> that, that is That is fair. Also, I'll tell you why. Because... I dated somebody where we had a goal to get the other to watch movies that they hadn't seen, but we thought they would like, and mm-hmm. we called it the list. And like, I don't think you'd like basketball. Well, but th- as a result, I've seen probably a lot of movies that I that I obviously would not have normally seen. So yes, you should continue to ask me. But like, South Park, basketball, no. <laughs> so, uh. It's it's a dumb it's it's making fun of sports movies. So he plays this kid who's like going has a terminal disease, and the main character promises like he'll score four home runs that night to you know for the kid. So I just remember I was like this kid sounds super familiar. But any baseball fans out there, there you go. Uh, he plays Joey Thomas. Um, but since then he's been on. Uh, I mean he's doing stuff recently. He's on Mad Men. Uh, John. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, Mad Men's it's been over now for like four years. Still, that's I mean, you know yeah, more recent than recent. I expected. Let's look up what the what what Frederick One was <laughs> is doing now, which is probably methamphetamines. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, the, this the, is Frederick Two, and this is a very of, different. Yes, very oh, different look. The A plot of this story was like not my favorite. I actually really enjoyed the B plot a lot more. Yes, I totally agree with you. This this had we talked about it I think earlier this season about the uh, uh, awkward comedy where they just keep making it worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Like I hate that kind of stuff where it's like if you just hadn't done it. Like by the end, I like the very end where they succeeded in annoying the guy enough that he was like, "Fine, your son can go to school here," and then weren't like reflective of it i was glad they're both like yes we did it yes um but i did find it kind of just annoying that that uh principal by the way is from he was in the west wing he played bernard the lead usher for the white house yes he's also for, he was what is, uh it's a boy this is another movie you probably haven't seen it's a uh rodney dangerfield movie i can't remember the name of it you, it is called correct, unless it's like caddyshack Back to school. Nope. I remember him from that. He's also in Kate and Leopold. Never seen that either. Some of you listeners might be surprised by that. Never seen it. Um, yes, but like that's his real voice, or it's the only voice he chooses to use as an actor. It's funny, before he'd even spoken, like even just in profile when he was answering the door, I was like, oh, Bernard from the West Wing. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, he, I went British. <laughs> Well, Bernard from the West Wing is British, so which is always funny. Yes, he's the head usher at the White House, and is British. Anyway, yeah, you, know, you think he, they'd have um, a little bit of a grudge about that? <laughs> um, well, they did burn it down, didn't they? Well, exactly. Maybe, maybe the, it's guilt that he's you know the head usher. Um, um, but I, I, the, I, I really much 
much more enjoyed Martin and Niles injuring Frederick <laughs> accidentally throughout the whole the whole show and Niles trying to cook the turkey. I also really like Niles succeeding at cooking the yeah. turkey. Like that was when he was like I, he had to get the innards out, which that alone in itself was funny. Because I've, you know, the first time you cook a turkey, I feel like most people are there where they're like, I gotta do what now? I, I just liked him, you know, be doing that and then reading the instructions and then at the end seemingly cooking a, a very good turkey. I remember the first turkey I cooked for Thanksgiving and I was shocked that it was pretty damn good. <laughs> well, also, like, normally I'd be like, oh, Niles, he's such a wimp about, like, handling that. When she was like, you have to take out the entrails, I was like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> Um, he had the exact same reaction I did. Um, I love how he's drinking, like, is he drinking cooking sherry or something out of a measuring cup? That took me a second because I thought he was drinking, like, the turkey juices. Like, <laughs> yes. It's kind of like... I, I, don't, I don't blame you. I think, at, I think at one point he asks, like, where her cooking sherry is or where her white wine or, white wine or something. I, I think we're supposed to think yes. he's drinking, drinking booze. Um... Oh, I don't know why I just thought of this, but going back to the Vegas talk, I don't understand why Reba wasn't selling a shirt that said Reba Las Vegas. That's it. That's all I had to say about that. Anyway, now we're back to Frazier. Thank you for coming to Ryan's TED Talk, everybody. <laughs> don't 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 get comfortable. I'm almost done. Um, uh, I, I I like that. I liked poor Frederick just getting the hell kicked out of him. Well, see, that's the thing that happens in basketball is I think he gets beat up a lot too because he's a... So, because they're like, well, what do you want to do? He's a Make-A-Wish kid. And he's like, I want to go drinking with you guys. And they're like, okay. And they take him to a bar and they're doing tequila shots. And they like put him on his shoulder and walk. That's when he goes, I bet he could he could do two home runs for you. And the guy, uh, the, the one guy who's supposed to do the home runs is like, what? And they're trash. They have to go like play the game trash. And they're like carrying him out of shoulders and they hit the ceiling on the way out and dumb stuff like that. The kid just gets the crap kicked out of him. So apparently oh, because he's having his liver replaced. That's what it is. <laughs> so they go, well, let's get that thing working before you have to have it taken out. <laughs> Such a weird movie. Wow. Anyway. I'm, I'm just, guys, but, I'm going to run out and add this to my Netflix list real soon. Good good, good luck finding it anywhere. Uh, um, I like I like when the, the physical comedy of him opening the fridge and like that's what i'm yes. saying the kids got some good physical comedy presence for and his a, timing and delivery is really good like i, I very good when, he, when he's just holding his nose and is like i taste blood i, I now yeah. i now remember that that's something that my family my parents i quote fraser a lot but that's something that we would quote sometimes well that's the thing with with frederick one frederick one just seemed like an extra from he looked like his his previous uh, billing was that kid in uh, A Christmas Story who's like, why, it's Christmas Day, Mr. <laughs> Scrooge. Like, he just walked in and goes, father, and he's like doing big Annie arms and like, it just is terrible. And like, Frederick was, Frederick was, I, I never looked at Frederick one and went, this looks like it could be Fraser's kid. This just looks like the casting sheet was like, a child. <laughs> well, I mean, that kid, that kid was male. in the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, but I, I don't know if that was before or after Frasier. But yes, the kid before was just was like... He the, was he Tim Allen's kid? Yes. No. Yes. Vamp. But I think... <laughs> I feel like that for Frasier 1, or Frederick 1, they just were like, we just need a kid. Like, it was it, his requirements was he needed to be giddy and be able to say, yes. Bonsoir, Uncle Niles. <laughs> Like that was yeah. basically it. Um, and then this and this kid, kid actually like, has like 
you know, is part of the comedy. So they need somebody who could actually act yes. a little bit. And I guess that's why he sticks around for a while. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, like I said, I think he's the Frederick we have for the rest of the series. Oh, there's, I wanted more Fredericks to be like Apollo missions where we have like Frederick three. <laughs> I mean, I, I, as we all know, I have not seen the last season. So, and kids are often replaced on TV shows so he could get replaced. But I, it's my, in my opinion, one of the worst replacements on of a kid on TV was in boy meets world when they replaced Morgan, the younger sister after like season four. Um, and she, with this like really snarky little actress. I don't remember that character that was a podcast i used to want to do as a matter of fact i'm still interested in doing it if anyone wants to co-host with me where we rewatch boy meets world episodes and you should you should meet a somebody world. like no but what i'm saying is boy you don't know world. this person you don't know this person very well that you're doing the podcast with and then it's girl meets boy meets boy meets world Maybe. Yeah. Gamim, gamim, gabim, gabim. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you took an edible, didn't you? <laughs> no. No. You would know because you'd be like, Ryan, I'd just be like. <laughs> you'd be like, Laurel, why is your head getting bigger? <laughs> no, I, I, again, I don't think I was actually hallucinating. It was just I was falling asleep and my brain wasn't processing what I was seeing through my tiny little slits for eyes. <laughs> just just like in the. Ugh. And then, like, <laughs> Brooks would make jokes, and I would be like, ha, 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 like, way too hard laughing. <laughs> it was terrible. Again, and then, where can I buy tickets to Let's Watch Ryan uh, go uh, to a concert? And then afterwards, they're all like, let's go gambling. And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not going to bet money on anything. Um, da, 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 da. I, 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 yeah, that, that, that stuff was my favorite. This Frederick actually looks like he's the result of... Yes. Uh, the mix of Fraser and Lilith's genes. Yes, his mannerisms are really on point with what you feel like their kid would be. I really would have either wanted him to be like this or be very Martin-esque. Yes, yes. Like it skips a generation. That w- oh, that would have been great. I, I love that he, like, 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 obviously Martin loves him a lot and loves to hang out with him. He, like, wants to do stuff with Martin, so... I think I wrote, I may have wrote something down, but he had a really funny line when Martin's like, do you have any pills? He's like, I've got all sorts of pills. Yeah, he's like, no, he says, I've got pills for everything. He says, do you have a pill for this? I've got pills for everything. I also love Lilith of like, seems like there's lots of like youngsters around here for Frederick to play with. Yes, he like, observing them from his window and to, or watching him from his window to observe their play patterns. Yes. (laughs) Like, oh, Lilith, I thought Lilith was actually very toned down for this episode. Yeah, well, I think this felt very established Lilith. Like, they didn't have to, like, go, hey, audience, do you remember Lilith? If not, here's a, it was just Lilith. And I do like that it was Frasier and, like, the conflict was not between Frasier and Lilith. It was them working together towards, like, an outside conflict. So, divorced parents working together. I, I, so I have a friend who was divorced. I remember him having, did we talk, have you seen Ant-Man? You haven't seen Ant-Man. No, but you have covered Ant-Man before on the, especially this whole, the whole divorced. Yeah. And I remember him saying that. So it's nice to see a divorced couple getting along like that. I also like the part where she's like, do I need makeup? And he's like, just a pinch. And she goes, Oh, do I have time? He goes, no. And then he leans in and just grabs her cheeks and squeezes. Which ever since I found out, so she can get some color. Ever since I found out what that does, I've like, like back in the old days when women would pinch their cheeks they would be bursting blood vessels gross yeah i know like I'm, i remember i think i like asked i either asked my grandmother or my aunt that because one of my favorite movies is meet me in st louis and they do that at one point just like oh like i need more blush so they start pinching their cheeks and i was like why do they do that actually i think it might be my aunt she's like well you burst your blood vessels 
I just have this image. It's just the things women do for beauty. I just imagine someone just like knife, like slice, slice, <laughs> blood. Like, am I pretty now? <laughs> like, it's just horrifying. Yeah. Um, did you notice one of the special guests at the end of the episode? Um, I did notice that one of the, I think we're supposed to think it's one of, I'm going to call him Bernard because I don't remember his name. One of the headmasters. <laughs> um children i think we're supposed to think or he didn't he didn't let in like his nephew one of his nephews into the school or the other nephew i don't think it was grandkids anyway something anyway um but one of his family members was there for thanksgiving is jane lynch yes and i took me forever i was trying to figure out if she was in another uh fraser i'd seen recently because i'd seen her in something i didn't realize she was in tara and i watched the fugitive a couple like a month ago oh i I hadn't seen that in a few years i didn't know she was in that either she's one of uh his like doctors that when she go he sneaks back into the hospital he can trust her and oh. tell her like she is one of those people so was, along with octavia spencer um who now thankfully has an oscar who once you know who they are you like retroactively see them in everything, in everything. um i had a couple more notes i said it's been a while since we've heard something about daphne's kooky family oh yeah when daphne goes to san francisco to visit her transvestite uncle yes who uh is transvestite still an okay word? Um, so I should say that that's what they say on the show. Um, yes, let us know if we're yeah, wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I watched that today, so that was stuck in my mind. I, we're growing and evolving as best we can. I don't... I, uh, uh, I, <laughs> I thought the screen... I know, I was, well, I'm trying to think. I Because I, I was like, wait, what does trans stand for? Because I just say trans now. Trans is for transsexual. So, yeah, I think that transvestite is not what you say anymore. I guess, Someone let us well, know. And also, I guess here's my question. Somebody, please let us know this. What What do you like? What is the term for a crossdresser now? When you're like, I'm like, you're like, I'm still like, if you started wearing women's clothing, you're like, no, I'm 100 percent a guy. I want to be a guy. I just like wearing women's clothing. Like, what What is that called? Um, because it's not transsexual. You no. Uh, just let us know, guys. If 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 we're being insensitive to you specifically you um you know who i'm talking to i don't know what that meant anyway um <laughs> guys he got a really like off off in the distance look as he said that <laughs> uh the other note i have is Roz and daphne talking about how they each deal with fraser and kind of commiserating over it. i like that little scene yeah i thought that was i thought was... that was a lot of fun that also felt very true to their relationship yes to to their relationship with each yes. other as well yes. as their relationship yes both as me doing a triangle yeah. um do you have any LOLs? Um, I, I don't have any. I think we've covered the ones that like stick out of my mind of like um, about the entrails and about I taste blood. Neither, neither of those are really LOLs. Yes. Um, I, the whole scene at the beginning of Niles setting up this elaborate rustic Thanksgiving was um, funny. About all, all oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing. But the thing that stuck out to me was I think we're supposed to think it's like the day before Thanksgiving. And now Fraser's like, I shall call the airline and we shall fly to Boston. And I was like. Yes. No, you shall not. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, how much money is that going to cost? Yeah, ju- yeah. it also just felt like no one has Thanksgiving but the Cranes and this other guy. Yes. Like, it just yes. felt like it was just a thing only they did. Yeah, I just, yeah, so that, that, that was just one of those things where I was like, this feels really, con- that part felt very contrived. Like, couldn't it have just been like, oh, we have to, I, we have to go to Boston? So, anyway, I guess that's why they had to get Martin and Niles there. Anyway. Um, it was a nitpick, it was a nitpick. What was your rating? You know, I would give this one, because I find it to be fairly forgettable. I think I would give this one um, probably seven um, measuring cups of 
cooking sherry or sherry. wine or whatever. See, that's funny because I think initially I was I, – I kept going forth between like five and six. I think I'm going to give it six. The six being I just really enjoyed the new Frederick. I liked the B-plot a lot, but the other stuff was just – was fine. Um, six, uh, third-generation sh- chairs. Had, it, had that chair been his family three for three generations? generations? Yes. Yes, yes, I knew. Oh, that. I'm sorry. I forgot one of, one of my favorite parts, though, when Lilla says the earring that she lost was a gift from Golda Meir. <laughs> Who's Golda Meir? She was the Prime Minister of Israel. She may have been the... I don't think she was the first Prime Minister of Israel, but she was a Prime Minister of Israel. And I think one of okay, the first can women I... to be a... I think I asked the same question when I first watched this episode in, like, 1996. So, don't right. you worry. Uh, I, you I thought the Oscar Meyer. so... I thought you were implying, like, I got this all figured out in 1997. No, I'm saying that I, too, had the same question. Yes. Um... I thought, and this is going to be like make me look even worse. I thought the joke was gold in my ear, like gold in my ear, and I was like, oh, because it's it's a oh. earring, and she's just you don't, making up a name real you, quick. You don't watch, you don't watch the captions, do you? <laughs> no, okay. I just heard gold in my ear, and I thought it was she was coming up with a name from gold in my ear, and I was like. So- Oh, that's pretty good. Like making up a fake name. I think I had these. I think that's what led me to ask who that was. And I probably butchered who the Golda name. Meyer. Thanks, mom. I Pretty did like her, her, her grandson Oscar Meyer <laughs> made me really laugh. That that was more my level of joke. <laughs> See, but that's that's what Fraser does. It, it does the high jokes and then it takes some for everybody. It finds some, some it for finds everybody. you. Yes. It meets you where you yes, are. Yes. Exactly. Um, and then and then suddenly so, you're the eleven year old who knows who Golda Meyer is. So. Um, okay, so b- between let me look real quick and see if we have any viewer uh, listener mail. I also have one thing I want to discuss real quick. So let's pause for just a sec, or or you can keep talking. Or are we going to be pause? <laughs> well, I'm sure I have so many things to talk about, and then you say like little vamp, and I'm like, what? Guys, we have a we have a we have a Gary <gasps> Gary mail. Hi, Uncle Gary. Uh, entitled singles bars so get so strap oh, in good because I, I think i i think i specifically asked him to chime in because i was like i think you were single in the 90s uncle gary there weren't really single bars in the 80s or 90s oh. bars were a place to stop after work meet friends watch the game or get away from the kids if you wanted to hook up you went to dance clubs they featured Ooh. loud techno music and flashing lights and a big dance floor yeah we got it gary well i was gonna say good good to know that dance clubs haven't changed because that's what they still are the other alternative was a country bar with a band and a mechanical bull you could two-step your way into a woman's heart or at least into her bed for the night good lord gary (laughs) just fanning fanning Uh, myself over here (laughs) these are the things we had to do to meet people before the internet Loving the podcast, I had no idea Frasier was in rehab for season four. At the time, I thought they were just grooming Niles for his own spinoff. Thanks for the info, Uncle Gary. Thank you, Uncle Gary, as always, for enlightening us and for sending viewer mail. Um, I do have something else I wanted to talk about uh, in between. I listened to another podcast. I think I brought it up here before called uh, Podcast the Ride, and they were talking about the uh, California uh, and Disney's California Adventure, the uh, live aladdin musical and how on that stage something else very fraser related famous and fraser related also happened and i'm going to now send you the video oh. and you you may have seen this okay i don't i i didn't know i don't know what you're talking about in terms of the aladdin live musical so i, I probably it has nothing to do with aladdin but oh. it's just the same stage 
Had you seen? Have you ever no. seen this? I remember when it happened, and I just didn't care know about Kelsey Grammer or Frazier much. Uh, guys, we'll post this video to the uh, um, to the group. It's Kelsey Grammer giving a talk, and right after he hits a punchline, he falls off the stage. Now, part of the reason he fell off the stage is if you can notice, it's a very strangely shaped stage. Yes, it is very strangely shaped. It's, it's like a starburst. Yeah, it's it, it's like got um like almost like sharp scalloped edges well because apparently what happened was he tore the hell out of his leg on that fall and got back up there and finished his speech and then went to the like emergency room and they're like oh you need a lot of stitches like he had bled through his pants it was not good well and you guys i do think he was sober so i don't think this had anything to do with his rehab yes event. i think this was later i'm not sure when it i it, it must have happened in the late 90s because there was also a story about them wanting to show this clip on the office like there was some episode where they had to show something funny from the internet mm -hmm. and, they, and it was right around when this happened so they're going to show that and they called kelsey Grammer's people and they said well you'll have to pay us if you want to use it he goes okay how much and he was like it was like half a million dollars or something and they were like no we're okay we can get anything else off the internet for next to nothing yeah also that's i feel like you'd have to pay the person who owns the video and not like whoever posted it to youtube well i feel like they were still figuring some of this stuff out. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I say this because of work. I know about, like, how right. to get rights for... Anyway, that's boring. Anyway, it wasn't it wasn't quite as as funny as the uh, sorority doors to hell, but <laughs> I did I did, I did what she said, because I, I remember hearing it this morning, and then right before I called, I'm like, I want to watch this video, and I was just, just funny, because he's like, he's landing a very Frasier joke. He's like... Yes, I was floating through the small world, pretending to be an a uh, uh, translator for the UN. Oh dear God! <laughs> he just falls off camera. <laughs> it's the poor man got hurt, but he's fine. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like the audience doesn't even have time to process the joke. He's just like for the UN. Oh dear God! <laughs> <laughs> it's also good to know that he falls the same way Fraser would. That's totally like yes. Um, anyway. Okay. All right. So the next episode is one moment. One moment. This episode eight. Our father, mm -hmm. whose art ain't in heaven, and Netflix says, fed up with Fraser's insistence on paying for everything when they go out, Martin decides to treat his sons to dinner at their favorite restaurant. In synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we've covered the first. 90 seconds of the episode. Martin accompanies Fraser and Niles to their favorite restaurant, where Fraser heaps praise on the hideous paintings that the owner has bought to secure a good table. Martin and the boys get into a fight over who should pay the check. Later, Martin feels bad and makes up for buy makes up by buying Fraser one of the paint paintings. Paintings. Fraser can't bear paintings. Could you move? I can't see through your hat. I can't uh, see through. The stage is there. I'm here. <laughs> I don't know how to explain a three-point line to you. Um, <laughs> Fraser can't bear to tell him the truth. Meanwhile, Niles Niles's spineless side is on display in response to Martin's to Mar Maris's. Niles's <laughs> and Maris's are terrible. Maris's underhanded tactics to draw guests away from the party he's throwing on the same night as hers. I honestly completely forgot about that part. So I forgot about that part too, and I think I'm honestly burnt out on the Niles and Maris pettiness. Like, mm -hmm. 
I like I just don't I, I think I'm very bored by it now so yeah I, I'm waiting for it to move on like I'm waiting for Maris to be a like I like when Maris shows up as a reference to like she's a good butt of a joke yes. and it's funny but like I don't need her to be an active part of an episode yes the, or they need to hire someone at this point to play Maris yeah which um you know um, we'll have to see who that is I don't think they do I think it's gonna be like Norm's wife um so no, they don't show Norm's wife. They they hire an actress to play her because like they have a Thanksgiving episode and and they're having a food fight and and what's his wife's name? Tara's screaming. Is it Vera? Vera? Yes, very good. Very very good. <laughs> Where Vera, did that Vera come good. from? <laughs> um, what was the Cheers thing that happened in Vegas? Oh, my brother-in-law wanted me to put uh, money on Black Seventeen because that's the number. Uh, Cliff asks someone to put money on for whatever anyway and i was like oh yeah. fraser jason I, there's also i think pretty sure there's cheer slot machines in vegas i didn't see any we saw i lost money at 007 i felt the most betrayed by james bond in my life anyway um but they're they're having a thanksgiving episode and they're having a food fight and then vera comes in she's like this is my wife vera and you see a pie go flying oh. off screen and then of course you can't see her face um anyway uh yeah i'm kind of done with that one this this one according to imdb is the lowest rated uh one of this oh, season good, so far i was gonna say i did not care for this episode it felt a little bit like a rehash of plot lines we've already covered the, yes the whole i the, the the part where fraser is saying like you know dad here's something i got from you and it was your i'm like We've heard this exact speech almost before where he's talking about how... how And the same situation. Martin's saying, like, we're not very alike and, and I have nothing to hand you or I have nothing to give you. And Fraser, like, saying your sense of morality or this. is This is one of the things I take with me. And I was like, this sounds... This feels very familiar. Yeah, I, I just... I, and I guess it didn't feel very... True to Martin's character. I felt like Martin would not buy Fraser that painting... I feel like he would think however much he spent on it was, like, too much money for a painting. I felt like he wouldn't have that reaction to Fraser saying he didn't like something. I don't know. The whole thing just felt like... I liked the cry bit. That was the stuff I liked the most, was them connecting. Like I said, I felt like I'd heard it before, but them connecting, I, I liked the most because I'm a sentimental old queen. But I I did like him being like, I can't get my... You're crying. No, you're crying. I can't, I can't connect with my son. Like, they were kind of over dramatizing something that felt very you know possibly very real like kind of a real thing that i believe these characters would actually feel because they are so damn different i guess i didn't like the fact that the painting was the impetus for this i would have rather right, it be right, something right. else um a little a little more it had this dissecting this emotion between them you wanted it to have a little more gravitas well yeah and i guess i just i i felt like for that to be the the thing that sets off this conflict and leads to that reaction, it, I don't. It just it it didn't feel it didn't feel very right. like this character. I also very much didn't like the part where Martin went and got him something else he wasn't going to like, as opposed to the badge. Like yeah. I was I was shocked that like he was like you have to. I did like the part. He's like you're gonna have to pry it from my cold dead fingers. And Fraser's like it's a date. <laughs> Yeah, I like the, like, like, we're getting back to the way we were. I don't know. This whole, I'm glad to know it was the lowest ranked episode of this season because I was just like, I don't know. Well, so far, I haven't looked beyond uh, that, but. Yeah, well, so far. I would, I it's would, the first. I would agree. It's the first below eight. I, I mean, it, it, I, I like the, I like, there are parts I liked, like, I liked the whole deal with, uh, 
those last two episodes were kind of a lot about Daphne, like how she dealt with, like how she worked around the cranes. And I loved her being like, who wants a sheep's head stew? And they're all like, oh, we got to all leave. And then she's like, what, it was like her laundry was in there or something. Yeah, she called somebody named Marshall. Yes. I was like, which I guess I guess Joe's in the rearview mirror hard by this so point. So is Rodney at this point. Oh, well, did she ever date Rodney, oh, or was she just? Oh, like... that, that's true. They, well, they went out a few times, and I forgot that he like started dating Adele. Man, I remember way too much about supporting characters. Oh, that Rodney, who was the one the, from the first episode where she was lying to him? Oh, um, uh, Clive. Yes, Clive. Um, yes. Wait. So wait, have we? Wait. Wait, did we talk about the fact in the first episode that she was dating Joe? She was still dating Joe in the first episode she was trying to get with her ex-boyfriend. Well, she was thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, although Joe said we've been on, when he broke up with her, said we've been off on again, off again for so long. So maybe they were off at that time. That feels like you said that in the writer's room and then someone was like, we'll just write it away. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, but w- one thing in this episode that I really identified with was a Roz thing about receiving <laughs> something, or not so much even receiving something and having somebody think that you like it so they continue buying it for you, but have you ever, I know this is so much a thing for guys as it is for girls, I remember when I was like in junior high, we all went through a butterfly phase where like every girl loved mm-hmm. butterflies. But it kind of was one of those things where you couldn't tell people that you liked butterflies because then every single gift you got was butterflies. Like, a notebook of butterflies, not butterflies, clips for your hair, a butterfly blanket, a tank top with a oh butterfly God, on butterfly it. butterfly clips. I haven't thought about butterfly clips. I mean, why would I? But well, so, <laughs> so a problem, not so much a problem, but a... Uh, so I love giraffes. They're my favorite animal. Um, mm. I do not have a giraffe fetish, though. And it is like a bit of like a fine line with some gifts I receive to where I'm like, you don't have to get me something giraffe themed for every gift yeah. you give me. Like at one point I had three jewelry holders that were like, like ring holders and stuff like that. that were all giraffe themed. They were all gifts. <laughs> I don't buy giraffe stuff for myself anymore. So uh, I, 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 empathize, this... I empathize a lot with Roz and her hippos. This may not come as a surprise to you, but I'm a big Star Wars fan. No. And there was a long period when every gift I got was just Star Wars stuff. Yes. And I love Star Wars stuff, but, like, I don't need every Star Wars yes. thing. You don't need, like, a Star, um, Star Wars toothbrush. Uh, it got to the point where it's just the same thing. Anytime anybody saw anything with Star Wars, Star Wars, I got it. And and there's stuff I get now, and now I get a good amount of it that I'm like, I'm also good to be like, this is cool, and then I have it for two months. I'm like, all right, goodbye. Like I don't have, I don't feel the need to keep everything. Uh, but there was a point where I was just talking about this with with somebody, and I was making the joke like, pretty much just felt like anybody was like, Ryan, I wrote Star Wars on this piece of paper. Happy birthday. It's like no. Like, I like the thing it comes, you know, if it has a Star Wars theme, that's fine. Because then it became the opposite, where one Christmas, someone got me a cool Star Wars thing. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And everyone was like, I thought you didn't like Star Wars things. I thought you were too grown up. And I'm like, no, I'm just, like, uh, it's just. I know. Well, so, like, for example, I make that complaint about getting giraffe things. But one of my best friends got me a notepad with my name on it and a giraffe on it. That's awesome. I use that all the time. That's great. Do I need another giraffe coffee mug? No, I have four. Three of them are gifts. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I I thought that whole bit, though, was funny, especially at the end where she got the thing and she's like, no, and she's pulling it out. 
all the all the hippos. Yes. And I also like the bit where she said, "I we lost a lot of them in the earthquake." And Fraser's like, "That crystal bowl I got you, uh, did the, the one that was destroying the earthquake." She's like, "No, that was real, just like the tie, just like the sweater I, I got, got you, you. that Eddie chewed up." <laughs> ne- and he's next like, Christmas liquor this liquor. year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I think that's funny. The the other note I have was when they go to the French thing and the French restaurant and the man kisses them. Um, this there's two things I want to bring up there. One, I'm not a big fan of the slight Martin homophobia we're seeing again, where he's like, "Nope, I'll shake your hand." But at the same time, this is a big thing uh, with Tara's friends and family in Jersey because that's how they say hello. I mean, not not the men; it's not the mafia, but uh, <laughs> the, the the women. It's all very Italian. So like, hello, and they give you kisses on the cheek, and I just I don't do that. Like, it's just not something I grew up with. And it became very so obvious, apparently, that the next time it came up, like, so, one, someone went to kiss me, and then someone else I heard him later go, Ryan doesn't kiss. Like, like it just became this thing that passed around. That's funny. I see. I don't think of it necessarily as homophobia. I think of it as, this is, that Martin's like, this is a complete stranger. So Yeah, maybe. But I I think it could go either way. And and seeing what we've seen from this character, I think they like to write him as kind of like uncomfortable yeah. with man-to-man intimacy of any type. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you rate this one? Unless you got unless you got an LOL or is there anything else you want to say? I do honestly like I I was very eye rolly about this one as I watched it yeah. this evening. So it's very fresh in my mind. The eye rolls are very fresh. Gosh, I think I give this like five yeah. sheep's heads I, in a bag um i would i i would give it for uh i mean i don't want to say terrible matador painting but B- i feel like bo- that's fresh bolo in my ties? head bolo ties bolo ties there we go so it, what's funny is um, do you remember from the first season when there was the episode where fraser buys a painting and has that party and the artist is invited yes I m- mashed those two episodes together, Th- like right, that right, one right. and this one, so that um, I thought it was like that he d- had invited everyone over, and Martin had also bought a painting to it. anyway. So now I'm glad to see where this painting was. Yeah, I I thought it was fine, but it also a lot of it I it's it just felt very skippable to me. Yeah. So guys, if you're looking for an episode to skip, it's this one. After you've already listened to us talk about it. Um. And if you're looking for something to do in that skipped time, you can tweet at us at Craniacs on Twitter. You can send us an email, uh, craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. Uh, we we have a Facebook group. Check it out. That's where you're going to see this hilarious video. Oh, oh good Lord. Of Fraser falling down. Um, you also need to post and- the video of Key and Peel, the gay marriage video. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's lots of stuff going on in the group, guys. We've got we've got some good chatter going on in there, so swing on by and join in. Uh, you're listening to us on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify. So while you're doing that, give us a good review. The highest review you can give us. The highest of highest reviews up to the heavens. Extend your review. Guys, I don't know and what if you just don't happened. Wish, <laughs> if you don't wish to give us that good a review, uh, do you have something, Laura? I do. Wait, do you have something? I have a couple, but oh. they're probably honestly just like a show I'm watching. I like well, and stuff I, like I that. Can, so. I can I can take the week off. Um, guys, we can, we can I've started watching. Something. Which we'll do. Okay. Uh, I've started watching a show at, at a recommendation from a friend. Uh, it's a show from the CW 
It's a little bit of a sci-fi show. It's called The 100. You heard of The 100? Have you seen The 100? Uh, I've, I've heard of it, yes. Um, literally, so, I just heard of it. And I, then I know I it's think, sci-fi. I think that's it. I think they're on their seventh season. Oh, my and God. I remember when it, <laughs> what? Yeah. And I, and I remember question, when it came out. Question. Is Supernatural yes. still on? Oh, I think they're doing their last season, but it's like season 15. It's something yeah, ridiculous. Okay. Uh, so, they're on their seventh season. Uh, the first season, I remember the ads being like, in, we, we, uh, the Earth is dead and we sent everyone into space. And of all the people that are left, it's 200 years later. And we put 100 teenagers on. Like, it's like, if you're on the thing and you commit a crime, like, you mostly you get sentenced very harshly. If you're below 18, you get put in this, like, brig. So they send 100 people down to Earth to make sure it's okay. So they're all teenagers, of course, because it's a CW show. And they're all horny. And they all get to Earth, and Earth is fine, or it's better. And then they, like, start rebuilding. And then they find there's all these people who survived the nuclear blast. And it's, like, they're grounders, and they're kind of uh, tribal. And then they find the people who went to these bunkers. It's got this kind of lost feel. It's so that was it. It was like a uh, hundred horny teenagers are back on future Earth, and then I was like, a couple months ago, I saw like season seven, and it's like they're wearing war paint, <laughs> they're like fighting in Thunderdome, and there's this woman with like she like decapitates someone who's like, and I'm like, what happened to this show? And I'm like, I gotta figure it out. So someone at work watched it, and, and she was like, oh, you gotta check it out. She's like, I have to let you know the first few. Like season, there's some real CW stuff where it's like the leader is a woman, and there's two girls, two guys, and one's a bad boy, and the other's a good boy. Who will she choose, <laughs> Edward or Jacob? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, but like I've I'm enjoying the heck out of the show, and it's got a lot of people from Lost. It's got uh, what's his name, the 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 black surgeon from Grey's Anatomy who who got kicked who, off the who, show. Who got off the show. He's on it. There's uh, Desmond from uh, Lost. There's April April O'Neil from the, the Ninja Turtle movies. There's a lot of rant. Like those are the adults who uh, are there. Um, and how, then how can people catch up on it? Is it on Netflix or Amazon Prime? It's the first five season is on Netflix, and it's only like 13 episodes a season, oh. so it's not like it's a huge commitment. Yeah, uh, you, you um, know, listeners, I would also love to hear what eye rolly cw teen drama you actually really like i hear a lot about Riverdale. oh yeah like i i feel like i i hear about these shows a little bit late like a supergirl still on you know i just like, i want to hear what people are what the adults what the youths are watching that the adults should also watch i have been trying to commit and i don't know if this is a podcast idea to watching the cw superhero like verse mm-hmm. since it's mostly all on netflix like yeah, start to finish yeah. and talking about that because it's like three seasons of it's like three seasons of of arrow and then flash shows up and then it's the legends of tomorrow and then supergirl and i think now they're getting a batwoman show and you know i just insane w played such a formative role in my teen years that i'm glad they are still doing it in their own weird way for the youth speaking of today Speaking of CW, uh, we're in July, so that means Veronica Mars is now available, the old ones, to watch on Hulu before the new season comes yes. out. Yes, and so, actually, I have a question for you about that, because um, Hulu's been pushing mm-hmm. it to me real hard. Um, I've never watched Veronica Mars in my life. It's only three seasons, is that correct? Yes, it didn't do well because it was it had some pretty adult subject matter, and I don't think people really dug it. And, and but then, it had then, a very... then there was the movie that came out. 
Yes, which is completely crowdfunded. Okay. And then, and now it's a season four. Does, does it take into account the movie? Or, so do you need to watch all three seasons and the movie? Yes. Okay. I, I, well, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie myself. Okay. Um, just because I never got around to it. But I think it's also going to be available on Hulu. My, another question. How does Kristen Bell have the hours in the day to film The Good Place, <laughs> be like a spokesperson well, for all these different commercials and stuff, do record for Frozen 2, and film a new season of Veronica Mars? Do you want the honest answer? Because I think all those things are very small and compartmentalized. Specifically, The Good Place films all of its episodes together. It's written as one season. It's not like we take a break, we film some episodes, kind of like Frasier or anything like that. It's, it's all a block. Same thing with Veronica Mars. I think it's it's we have a season, we film the season, and it comes out. Since there are only like 13 episodes. Oh, there are only 13 episodes in The Good Place? Yes. Oh, okay, so, each so, so they just film for like... 15 weeks and then yeah, yeah yeah and they get it all together and then they do that same thing with recording for frozen i'm sure that's just like a certain amount of weeks it's not like because it's just vocal i'm just saying she's also gotta be hustling on the side you know you gotta be making contact i mean and, and then dax shepherd her husband yeah. is on like has that that he's new on like eight uh, shows right now yeah he's got eight shows plus he's hosting that that other podcast thing that looks like wheel of fortune oh yes it's like a game show. Yes, like Wheel of Wheels or something. <laughs> wheel. Just a wheel with other wheels. And you spin it and it's like, woo, steering wheel. Woo, carriage wheel. Woo. Captain's wheel. Um, it's just you get those and you're walking out. You're like, I want nine wheels on that Wheel would of Wheels. That be a great. Wheels on wheels on no wheels on wheels that. on wheels. I'm pitching it. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is our commitment to this idea. We're putting that out there in the universe. Um. <laughs> wheel on wheels on wheels. Well, guys. Not uh, wheels until, on wheels. That's something different. Not meals on wheels. Wheels of meals. That would actually be good. And then it's like, you win some spaghetti. And it's like, no, no, no. All right, guys, don't steal our ideas. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. <laughs> and we're listening. Bye.